Let me ask you a question this morning. How many have ever had a big dream? A big dream, something that you wanted to accomplish, something that you wanted to get done. Uh, Maybe God has spoken into your life or showed you something or led you in a direction. You have this really big dream. You know, I I want you to know that in my life, I've had a few of those situations and circumstances where I've had big dreams. One of those was um, that one day I would meet this incredibly beautiful, talented, lovely, magnificent, excellent, (laughs) supreme type of woman that was just above the rest and that she would spend, I would ask her and she would spend the rest of her life with me. Done. Okay, realize the dream. Realized the dream, and so that was great. But, uh, you know, another dream that I always had, or uh, that I had for a long time, is that I wanted to go to college. Now, not everybody goes to college, but that was my dream. But, but now you may say, well, that's not, what kind of a dream is going to college? I mean, well, here's the reason. No one in my family had ever graduated from college. No one had ever done that. And, and I wanted to do that. And, um, and so uh, I attended college. Uh, after Nancy and I were married, I was in the Navy. I started going to college part-time. And just to let you know, it took me 14 years to get my bachelor's degree. Literally, 14 years. I would work, I would take a class here, a class there. But I was determined because I had a dream. And, um, and, and so I wanted to accomplish that. And I never dreamed, I never knew that once I did that, that God would lead me and he would get involved in my life and he would, he would open some doors and show me some things through circumstances and that I would eventually desire to go into vocational ministry and I'd go on and get my master's degree and my doctorate and go on and go through education and do all this. I've never dreamed that. Uh, and, but, but God had, had bigger dreams for me than I had for myself in that regard. But then another dream that I had after God began to work in my life, he began to show me that, he, that, that by working around me that there was something going on that he wanted to accomplish. He wanted to start a church. And so Heartland was born from that dream. And that dream's still alive. That dream's still working, and all of you are part of the dream of Heartland, of making a difference in our community and winning people to Christ and teaching people to grow in their relationship with Christ. That was part of the a dream that God gave me and that, that I had. And, and so dreams are important. And, and you know, when I talk about my dreams, or there are more, there are other things that have happened in my life, but there are things that have happened in your life, and I wonder what your dreams are. You know, I wonder, it would be great to go around the room and, and sort of hear some of your, your dreams. Uh, and I bet there will be all kind of dreams, big ones, you know, real big dreams and some that maybe aren't so big. You know, maybe, you know, little things or, or, or some things like maybe you've always dreamed of one day we want to build a house. You know, it's one thing, you know, I can buy a house, but I want to build a house one day. We want to do that. Um, and uh, Nancy and I did that one time in our life. You don't want to have that dream. But anyway... Um, but, but, but maybe you do. Maybe that's your dream to build a house. Or maybe you've dreamed about starting a business. Maybe there's something that you've always felt like you need to do, that, that God is like sort of showing you that this is the thing that you need to do. Or, or maybe, maybe you've dreamed of something like learning how to fly or uh, an airplane, not personally, but like flying, flying in a plane. If you've been dreaming to learn how to fly, go to our counseling center, we'll help you out. Um, but but uh, running a marathon, maybe you've always wanted to do something like run a marathon, invent something, you know, travel around the world, or wh- whatever it is, there can be a lot of different things your dream can be about anything. 
Let me, let me ask you a question. You know, has God laid something on your heart? Has he opened some doors through circumstances, through your prayer life and through what you're doing, through, through your Bible study? Through, has God s- sort of set something up and you just kind of know and, may, and maybe there's something that he wants you to get involved with and, and he wants you to dream with him? And have you ever, have you ever gotten involved in something like that? Or, you know, uh, are you moving towards your dream? That's a big question. You know what? Are you moving towards your dream? Or is it sitting on a shelf collecting dust? And, and, and maybe, maybe you're not moving towards it. Maybe it's inside and, and, and you talk about it once in a while. Or, or maybe when you, you're, you're, you lay your head on your pillow at night and everything gets real quiet, you think about your dream, but you're not realizing that dream. Well, today we're gonna look at a story of someone who had a dream. A dream based on a promise from God. And it was a really big dream but had this dream, and we're gonna see in the story of this person how we can approach our dreams and how we can move forward in our dreams. Now, we're in a sermon series uh, called Courageous, uh, Living Life with Bold Conviction. And you know, if you're gonna live your life with bold conviction, you need to go after your dreams. And so today we're gonna look at this story in Joshua, but today's story is kinda interesting because we're gonna take our focus off of Joshua himself. There'll be a little bit of focus on Joshua, but we're gonna be focusing on another guy in the story named Caleb. Now it's interesting, this is a great story, because you see, remember now, when God had promised back through Father Abraham, the father of the nation of Israel, years and years ago, God had promised Abraham that his descendants would be like the stars in the sky, and and he said, I promise you guys that one day I'm gonna give you this land that's gonna, a place where the nation of Israel will inhabit it, it will be their land. The promised land is where they get the word. God promised it. Him. So God promises them the promised land. And, and so Abraham begins to lead the people. Moses, you know, starts, then, then, then they get through a series of events. They go through all kinds of stuff. Then they get held by the Egyptians in captivity. And then, then Moses, you know, he goes in and he's the redeemer. He's the person God has chosen to, to bring them out of Egypt. And so he brings them out of Egypt and, and God's taking them to the promised land. They get to the Jordan River. Across the river is the promised land. So Moses says, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to send out some spies. We're going to go into this land because it's inhabited. And they have to go over there and have to literally take the land. So he says, I'm going to send some spies out. So he takes one man from every tribe of the nation of Israel. There are 12 spies. And so he sends the 12 spies into the land. He says, now come back and give me a report about what's over there and what, we, what we're gonna do here. Now God's already given him the land, said I want you to go take it and all that stuff, and I'm with you and all that. The spies come back. 10 of the spies said, we shouldn't do this. There are people over there that are big. There are giants over there. And we're gonna see that actually there, there were literally these large people over there in places, and um, they were uh, warriors, and they had fortified cities, and, and they said, we look like grasshoppers compared to those people. We, we shouldn't do this. But two of the spies, Joshua, who's now the leader of the nation of Israel, and Caleb said, no, God has said, this is what we ought to do. We ought to, with God on our side and God behind us and following God's lead, we can go in and we can do this. So two guys say we can do it, and the other 10 come back, and so they represent their tribes. 10 tribes out of the 12 of Israel says, no, we can't do this. So it angers God. 
And God says, you're still going to get this land that I promised you, but because of this, you're going to wander around out in the desert for 40 years. You're going to wander around, and everybody that's over the age of 20 is going to die before you get to the promised land. None of you guys are going to get to go in except the young people. And I'm going to let Joshua and Caleb go in because they came back and they believed what I said. And so then we we fast forward, they wander around out in the desert for 40 years, and now they're back at the promised land, back at the Jordan River again, and now Moses has died, and Joshua is leading the people. And now at this point in the story, they've gone into the promised land, they've been in there about five years. They've been in there, they fought lots of battles, they got a lot of experience under their belt, they've taken a lot of the land, and they are there. Now, Caleb, this other guy, Caleb, Caleb was given a promise by God that, that God would give him land in the promised land. That he could, he's basically get some choice land he, and, and a place that he wants to, 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 for his clan to live. And so he's, he's now in the story and he comes to Joshua in our story today and he goes, Joshua, you remember God gave me a promise a long time ago and, and now I want, I've been dreaming about this for a long time. This is my big dream. You know, I've been in my tent at night, I close my eyes and I imagine one day living in this beautiful place and I'm ready to take my beautiful place. I'm ready, to, I'm ready for it. I, I want to realize my dream. And that's where our story is today. And we're going to learn some interesting things as we get into this story and some things that will help you as you think about your own dreams. Me, as I think about my dreams, the way we approach our life and the dreams and the things that, 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 that are on our hearts, that God's laid on our hearts that we want to accomplish. So here we are, we're going to pick this up today. We have to think about this. Caleb was about 40 years old when those spies, those 12 spies were sent into the land. So now they wandered around, they've wandered around in the desert for 40 years. How old does that make him? 80? And they've been in the promised land for five years. So now when this conversation is taking place, Caleb is 85 years old, 85 years old. So he approaches his old friend and the leader of the nation, Joshua, and he says, I want what God promised me. I've been dreaming about this. This has been my big dream. This is the thing that I've planned for and looked forward to and prayed about and talked to God about and thanked God for. I've been dreaming this dream, Joshua, for 45 years, and I'm ready. I'm ready to take it. So let's look at Joshua chapter 14 as we look at the story, and, and, we're, and we'll walk through it and, and, and see how we can realize our dreams. Joshua 14:10. This is Caleb talking to Joshua. He says, and now behold, the Lord has kept me alive just as he said. These 45 years since the time that the Lord spoke this word to Moses while Israel walked in the wilderness. And now behold, I am this day 85 years old. Now the first thing that I want you to take away from this story today about realizing your dreams is this. When it comes to dreaming, age is not a factor. When it comes to dreaming, age is not a factor. Caleb is 85 years old and he's still pursuing his dream. Usually by the the age of 85 years old, if you're still around, most people have pulled over and parked, (laughs) haven't they? 
Some have the attitude that I've lived my life and now I'm just waiting for the end to come. But it shouldn't be that way. If anyone had a good reason to push the pause button, it's Caleb. I mean, he's been wandering around out in the desert for 40 years. He's been fighting these battles at 80 years old for five years. And so it it doesn't matter what age he is, he's still pursuing his dream. You know, there's a lot that he can bring to the table. You know, as you get older, you, you gain wisdom. Life just throws a lot of stuff at you and you learn a lot of stuff, don't you, as you get older. Man, you know, I've said 10,000 times, I really wish that back when I was young that I knew what I know now. Wouldn't, wouldn't that help you out just a little bit? Something that really encourages me is when I see someone that is much older than me pursuing their dreams. And you say, well, I need an example, Ed. I need an example. I don't know anybody that, 85 and still pursuing it. Okay, let me just give you an example. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use a family in our church as an example this morning. You heard Pastor John, when he was up here, say that we needed to pray for Danny Mooseberger, our executive pastor's mom, because Danny's mom is in surgery right now as we're in this service right now. She was diagnosed. You know, she sits right at that door out there, in a wheelchair very often with a little clear face shield and has welcomed many of you into the services for a long time, Miss, Miss Ellie. And a few weeks ago, she had a little episode and they took her to the hospital and she was diagnosed and she has like four or five tumors on her brain. And then they've, but some, she's 90 years old and you know, they've been able to help her out a little bit and stuff like that, but they, now some blood clots have developed that they didn't expect. And so today they're doing surgery on those blood clots. Miss Ellie's 90, she just turned 90. Her husband, Walter, was 90, I believe, around 90, when he passed away a couple years ago. And, and, uh, but here's what I want you to see. I want to use somebody as an example, so it's somebody real, somebody that we see, somebody that we've rubbed elbows with. But Walter and Ellie Mooseberger, those people at 85 years old, 87 years old, were still selling real estate in Winter Haven. Miss Ellie would get up in the morning and she would come to Heartland and greet you at the door, get in her car and drive to Calvary where she had gone to church for a hundred years and and sing in the choir. She was in Bible studies at Calvary and at Heartland. Mr. Mooseberg was just trying to keep up with her. But now he was involved as well. He was involved as well. Now I'm just using them as an example because they're two people that love the Lord and that they, years ago, they knew that God had something he wanted them to do. And they had not thrown in the towel. And she's 90 years old, and she's in surgery right now, and she's been in rehab, and she's been going through all this stuff. And I've got some news for you. If you go have a conversation with her when she gets out of surgery tomorrow, she hasn't thrown in the towel. She's still got dreams. That's, I, her middle name might be Caleb. I'm not sure. But can you see that we should never give up on our dreams? It gives me hope when I see somebody like that. Now, I understand that when you get older, things happen, right? You, know, you get older, you get aches and you get pains. And, 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 you know, and, and sometimes people say, oh, you know, I'm just going to throw in the towel. You got to keep moving. 
You, you, can, you can bring wisdom to the equation. You've got gifts and abilities and talents and a personality and resources that God has given you over the course of your life. And I'm just gonna tell you right now, older folks, listen to me. I'm talking to the older folks right now. However you feel you are on that scale, where you fall. Okay, I'm just gonna tell you right now, the younger generation, we love you guys that are in here, that are part of the younger generation, but I'm just telling you, I need at 65 years old, I need an older generation speaking into my life and I hope the younger generation needs those my age speaking into their life. We need that in our culture today, don't we? And so we, we could pursue our, pursue our dreams. It gives me hope. And when it comes to dreaming, age isn't a factor. Listen to what old Caleb said. I love this. He says in Joshua 14, 11, I'm still as strong today as I was the day that Moses sent me. In other words, when he sent me out as a spy, when I'm 40 years old, I'm 85 today and I still got it going on. Okay, he says, my strength now is as my strength was then. You can just see him with his chest poked out. My strength now is as my strength was then for war and for going and coming. In other words, don't get in my way. I got a dream and, and, and I'm pursuing my dream and I can still do it. You need me to fight? I'll fight. What, what do you need me to do? And you know, and, and so that, that brings me to the next point that I want you to see. Age is never a factor, but here's something else about dreams. If you want your dream to be realized, you're gonna have to fight for your dream. Whatever that dream is, the land that had been promised to Caleb so many years ago is still inhabited. The part that he wanted, for, that, that he wanted was still, they hadn't conquered it yet. There still had to be some fights that took place. And he was gonna go in at 85 years old and duke it out for his dream. He was gonna fight for his dream. He understood the only way that he would ever realize the dream was to fight for it. Isn't that true of your dreams and my dreams? Whatever your dream is, you're gonna have to fight for your dream. You're gonna have to want it bad. You're gonna have to go for it. You're gonna have to set some goals. You're gonna have to put some things on the back burner so that you can make the main thing the main thing and you can go after your dream. You're gonna to have to do that. And I'm gonna tell you why, because there are all kind of giants in the land. There were giants in the land there. These big people, remember they went in, they saw all these big people? Well, let me tell you something. Anytime you try to pursue a dream in your life, there are giants that will come along that will try to kill your dream. What am I talking about? Well, one giant is the giant of opposition. Every time you try something new or you try to accomplish something for God, any time that God's at work and you try to get involved, there will always be someone that will tell you that you can't do it. There will always be someone to tell you that you shouldn't do it. There will always be someone that tells you that you don't have what it takes to get it done. There's always the giants of opposition. Now, I'm going to tell you what I've learned in the little bit of time I've been on this planet. Most of the time, the people that tell you that, you that you can't do it, they tell you that you can't do it because they can't achieve their own dreams. They don't have enough fortitude to achieve their own dreams, and they don't want you achieving yours because you're going to make them look bad. That's the truth. Most people who don't accomplish anything will discourage you from accomplishing anything. But don't you let that happen. You pursue your dreams. You fight 
for your dreams. There's another giant that comes along too, and it's the giant of failure. Anytime you try something new, anytime you step out and you do something for God, God's opened a door. He's pointed you. You've been, you're, you, know, you should always be in tune with God. What is God wanting me to do? Where is he at work? What should I be doing? And you align yourself with him. But anytime that you do that, you're going to have to fight for it. There is going to be opposition when you have to do that. And there's also going to be failure that comes along once in a while. There's nothing I've ever done worthwhile in my life that along the way there hasn't been a failure. Probably one of the things that, and it's not a matter of pride when I say I'm proud, I am proud of Heartland. I'm proud of this church. You know, I never dreamed. God, God opened a door and, 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 and invited me into this, this great journey of starting this church. And I've been here since before it ever existed. But, but you, know, you know, along the way, there have been failures. We haven't made right decisions along the way. You know, we've got 30-something employees, a couple thousand people that come to church. There's a lot of stuff that goes on in this place every week. This is like a big organization, and we have not always made the right decisions. I've not always made the right decisions. Along the way, we've had setbacks. Along the way, we've had failures. But let me tell you something. We kept pushing forward, and we kept fighting, and we never let the dream die. And in your life, you've got to fight and you've got to keep pushing forward and you cannot let failure discourage you. You just learn when, when things don't work out, you just learn from that. What can we do different? What can I learn from this? What can I take away? How can we do it different? I won't ever make that mistake again. I know not to go there, so I'm going to go here. That's the way you pursue your dreams. And so you keep moving forward. And then there's another giant, and this one I, you know, when I, when I, I know you don't want to hear about this one, and it, well, some people don't mind hearing about it, but there's some of you that aren't going to like this, because you're going you're to see yourself in this statement. There's another giant that will defeat you, and his name is laziness. There's a lot of people who never realize their dreams simply because they don't want to expend the energy to make it happen. It's easier just to sit, sit around and be content with the way things are. It's easier to watch other people achieve their dreams than it is to achieve your own. So you just watch TV and eat potato chips. And you know, that's kind of interesting when you watch television and eat potato chips. Because do you realize that when you're watching television and not achieving your dreams, you're supporting the dreams of those actors that are on TV acting because that's their dream. And you're not definitely not achieving your dream of losing weight eating the potato chips. Right? So get up and do something. Get up and, 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 and see what God would have you to do. And ask God, pray and say, God, show me where you're at work. Let me get involved wherever you are working. It's easy to be complacent. But don't let these giants of opposition, the, the giant of failure, don't let the giant of laziness stop you from achieving your dream. You gotta fight for your dream. Just like Caleb at 85 says, I can still, go, I can still fight. Uh, you know, get in the way of my dream, I'm gonna take you out. Okay, you gotta be willing to fight for your dream. Caleb continues, he says, so then he gives this, so now, here's what I want you to do, Joshua. Give me this hill country of which the Lord spoke on that day. God promised me some land, give it to me. I'm ready for it. For you heard on that day, okay, here it is, how the Anakim were there. That's those big people, those giants that were there. 
with great fortified cities. It may be that the Lord be, will be with me and I shall drive them out just as the Lord said. He says, I believe God then, I believe God now, and I don't care how big these guys are, this is my dream. I might be old, but I'm not letting that stop me. I can fight and we're gonna go in and I'm taking my promise. I'm getting my dream. And that leads me to this, and this is really important. God will help you if your dreams are aligned with his will. There's a caveat in all of this. Caleb's dream stemmed from a promise that God had made to him. It was aligned with God's will. And our dreams should be aligned with God's will. Now, what does that mean? Well, here's, what, here's the way it works. You were created for a purpose. The reason that you're taking up space on this planet is because you were created for a purpose. Your purpose is this, to bring glory to God and advance the kingdom. That's why you're, that's why you're on the planet. So what we're supposed to do is we're supposed to have a relationship with God through his son Jesus. And we're supposed to have an intimate relationship with God. We, we, how do we do that? Well, we, we, we ask Jesus Christ to be our Lord and our Savior, and when then we start studying the Word of God and seeing what God says and what His will is through His Word. We, we pray and we talk to God and we're in communication with God. We come to church and, and we worship God and we fellowship with other believers and our lives just, just get sort of enmeshed in, in, in everybody's lives and we, we learn from each other and pray for each other and all those kind of things. And then we look at circumstances around us. And when we take all those things in consideration, if our lives are aligned with Jesus Christ, he will begin to show us where he wants us to get involved and where we can dream big dreams. Here's the problem. That's not the way we normally do it. Some of you are sitting here right now, but when I was, I was saying this, you're like, this is a motivational speech. This is real good because I've got a dream of doing this and I've got a dream of doing that, but I've been praying for it a long time and nothing's happened and nothing's ever gone anywhere. I've always wanted to do this. I've always wanted to do that. Well, you see, you're approaching it wrong. What you should be doing is having such an intimate relationship with God that you're praying and, that you're, and your question to God, you should not be saying, God, here is what I want to accomplish, so will you bless what I want to do? That's the wrong prayer. The prayer is, God, where are you at work and what do you want to accomplish and help me get a big dream to get in the, get in the river, the flow that's going with what you've got going on, and then when you do that, he'll bless it. See, that's where we run into problems. We just, come, we just figure out, well, I want to start this new business, and I'm going to pray that God will bless it. Let me tell you something. There is not one instance in all of Scripture where something big happened that somebody started it and asked God to bless it. God went to Moses and said, Moses, I'll, I've got a job. I've got something going on. I want to deliver my people. That's where I'm at work, and I've, you're going to be a part of it. I want you to align your life with this, and you'll be real successful, right? When old Apostle Paul was out there persecuting Christians, and one day on the Damascus Road, God, you know, that, that big cloud surrounds him, and God blinds him on that road, and he says, Paul, quit persecuting Christians. I've got something. I'm God. I've got something going on over here, and you're part of my plans, and I want you to get in it, so align your life with it. Figure out how you're going to do it, but here's what I want you to do. I want you to take my word to the Gentiles. God initiated it. 
Gideon was down in a hole hiding because the enemy were coming over and taking their crops and all this stuff. He's down in a hole and then this angel of the Lord comes to Gideon and says, get up out of here. You're going to lead the people in victory against these people. You need to align yourself. You need to figure out how you're going to do it and you got to get it all together and you need to stay in contact with me. But God initiated it. And you see, that's the way we're designed. We're designed to, to stay in touch with God, to find out where God is at work, and then we get our lives aligned where God is at work, and that's where our dreams reside. And if your dream resides there, God will bless it. Let me tell you something. 20 years ago, God was at work. He wanted to start a church in Winter Haven, Florida. And then I went, and then he began to work in my life, and I had a close, intimate relationship with God, and I was praying every day, show me what I need to do in my life. He sent me away to seminary, brought me back from seminary, started a church. I didn't, this wasn't my idea, didn't come up with this and say, hey, I'm going to start a church. God, will you bless it? No. God says, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to start a work in Winter Haven, Florida. I want you to align your life with that, and I want you to get the education. I want you to get the background. I want you to do everything that you can, structure your life to align it, and I want you to have this real big dream and get ready to hang on, and here we are 20 years later, and look what God's done in this place. That's what happens when you do it the right way. And so we need to make sure that our dreams are aligned with the will of God. Proverbs 16.9 says, The heart of a man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. When we seek to do God's will and our dreams are aligned with his will, he will get involved, he will direct our steps, he will show up. That's how your dream becomes a reality. This is a great story. This ought to be an encouraging story. But, but, but maybe you have a dream, but have you really been talking to God about your dream? Is this a God dream or is this just your dream and you're asking God to bless it? Listen to old Caleb, man. Listen to the things again about his life. He didn't let age stop him from pursuing his dream. He said, God promised me this and I'm gonna keep on keeping on until I realize my dream. And he was willing to fight he was really to step outside his comfort zone and to fight. And he pursued his dream that was aligned with God's will. Now, I'm going to tell you one more thing about that lining with God's will. Sometimes what that'll do is it'll take you outside your comfort zone. God has something big going on. And, and if you're intimately involved with him and you've, you're focused on him and he begins to reveal to you that this is going on and I want you to be involved and, you know, and you, you get involved with that, sometimes that's going to take you way outside your comfort zone. But God's got your back if it's aligned with his will. And he can do things in and through you that you never dreamed could be done if you align your plans, your goals, your dreams with his will. So what's the result of all this? Well, it says in verse 13, it says, Then Joshua blessed Caleb, and he gave Hebron to Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, for an inheritance. So he gave him his dream. He gave him the land that God had promised Caleb realized his dream. After all these years, he realized his dream. So my question to you is, what's your dream? What is your dream? Are you pursuing God? Or are, you, are you trying to have an intimate, close relationship with God and asking God to, 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 to see where are you at work, God? What are you doing? What are you trying to accomplish in this world? What are your purposes and what's my role in that? And asking God to align your dreams with what he's up to. That's why we're here. That's what we're supposed to do. 
Or have you been living in defeat of your dream because you've been allowing people to tell you that you can't achieve your dream? Or maybe you haven't put forth much effort in your dream and maybe you feel, you've been feeling like you would fail and you're afraid of that and you haven't pursued it. It's taken you out of your comfort zone and you're just not sure you gotta trust God. Or maybe if you're really honest, you've just been on the couch way too much eating too many potato chips. But listen to me, it doesn't have to be that way. You were created for a purpose, to bring glory to God and to advance the kingdom. God is at work all around you and me. There are things going on all over the place. And if you will align yourself with him and his purposes and you will have an intimate, close relationship with him and you will pray and read your Bible and ask God to show you what your role in his work is, he will reveal that to you and then you get your big dream aligned with that and then you've got God on your side and you can move forward. That's the way life works. I don't know what your dreams are. I I don't know. But let me ask you another question. How different would your life look? How different would your family look if you achieved your dream? Why wait? Why not make the decision today to get started? You know, when I started Heartland years ago, and I said, as I said, God has blessed us. He's blessed. He's blessed this church in spite of me. Made a lot of bad decisions along the way, but God continues to bless the church. There was a, there's a, there's a lot of little dreams associated with the big dream. The big dream is that, is that God would do amazing things through this church. But some of the little dreams, and one of it's not, not little in, in, in the scope of importance, it's just compared to the overall dream. But, but one of my dreams is that if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, that you'll put your faith and your trust in him. My dream is to lead as many people as I can to Jesus because I know that he is the way and the truth and the life. And I know that we can't get to God the Father except through him. And I know that when we put our faith and our trust in him, that his Holy Spirit indwells us and gives us the power we need to have the courage and the wisdom and the confidence and the strength that we need to pursue our dreams. So if you're here today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, let me invite you to that. No, no, if you feel today, maybe something that was said, maybe a prayer that we prayed, maybe a a song we sang or maybe the sermon today or maybe just a conversation out in the lobby. I, I don't know. Maybe you know that I need a relationship with Jesus and I don't have one. Well, I'm going to pray and lead you through a prayer to ask Christ to become your Lord and Savior. Now listen, my prayer is not special. My prayer doesn't hold any power because I'm the preacher. I'm just leading you in a prayer. This has to come from your heart. This has to come from deep within you. You have to be sincere and genuine, but if you desire a relationship with God, if you feel him tugging at your heart, you pray with me right now. Just pray, say, Jesus, I am a sinner. 
God, right now I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins. And I'm asking you to cleanse me of my unrighteousness. I'm asking you to take away those things from my life that are not pleasing to you. I'm asking you to help me understand more about you and what you want from me and how to worship you and how to live my life for you. And I'm asking you to show me where you're at work so I can get involved and realize my dreams. So God, I'm asking you to save me. So right now in the best way that I know how, with the knowledge that I have and the understanding I have, I'm just coming to you and just asking you to take away my sins and to save me and make me part of your family. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you made that decision today, we have the promise of scripture that God will save you. He saved you and made you part of his family. And if you made that decision in a moment, we're gonna sing and we're gonna stand up and I would invite you to go just slide out while we're singing and go to the doors back there. We have people already back there. They've got lanyards on, say prayer team, and they'll talk to you about your new decision to follow Christ, answer questions that you have, help you know how to take next steps in that journey and all those kind of things. Or maybe you're here today and you are a believer. You've been a believer for a while, but maybe today, just through this story of Caleb, you've realized that there's been, that God's been at work all around you, but you've just kind of been sitting and soaking and God's got something for you to do and you need to start praying about where God wants you to plug in. And, and I'm not necessarily meaning plug in at something here. I'm just saying, why does he want you to get plugged into? It can be a ministry in the church, it can be a ministry outside the church, but it's, he wants you to do something to serve him and use the gifts and abilities and talents and personality and resources to bring him glory and advance the kingdom. What do you, what do you need to do? Maybe you need to put a prayer request on the cross, pray for somebody that's, you know, that's to pray for some body that needs prayer or maybe for yourself and we pray for those in our staff. I, I don't know what you need to do. But I know this. I believe, I may, with, with few exceptions, I really believe this. We all have dreams. Sometimes we go about setting them the wrong way because we don't take God into consideration. But I know this. If you're dreaming a dream and it's aligned with the will of God and you'll ask God to get involved, and if you won't let age be a factor, and if you will fight real hard, you won't get discouraged, and you won't be lazy, you can achieve your dreams. Stand with us as we continue to worship. <laughs>